everyone. We are back with uh, the Oscar season. The Oscar nominations are out, and I am here to break down all of the nominees in all of the major categories. We'll talk about some surprises, some snubs, some honestly overall really good nominations. I'm shocked. Um, it's almost like the Academy was like, wow, Golden Globes, you really fucked it up, and we're here to make it better. And uh, I feel like they did, aside from a few like notice- noticeable snubs with uh, Regina King in director and just the lack of uh, The Five Bloods. Um, I feel like these are really good nom- nominations. And uh, Lulu Wong had a tweet that said that this was her first time voting because she recently was entered into the uh, Academy voting body. Um, but I feel like over the years, the more and more young people and the more and more diversity Uh, It's not a hot take, but we were able to see uh, just more exciting movies being nominated, and that's really exciting. So let's get into it. Um, I'm going to say one of the big snubs for me was absolutely the fact that uh, Boys State, one of my favorite movies of 2020, if you uh, saw our Instagram page where I listed off my my top movies of 2020, uh, Boys State, a documentary about this conference where uh, these young boys interested in politics come together and they kind of create a governing body um, and they're split into basically Republican and Democrat. Uh, And it's just a fascinating, it's really uh, fast paced. It's really all over the, uh, not all over the place narratively, but just all over the place as far as the briskness of it. Uh, It's a really great film. It's on Apple TV. I recommend it. I was sad to see it not here. I thought it was a sure in gonna be gonna be there um especially after this being an election year uh so that was one of the more upsetting snubs for me but let's go through some of these major nominations so we'll start with best director we have thomas uh vittenberg for another round i have not seen another round yet i know it's available on hulu now i'm very excited to see it it's a danish film uh david fincher my guy you all know i'm a fincher bitch i love fincher and I loved Mank. I, I don't know if that's if that's popular or if it's not popular, but I'm going to say I loved Mank. Um, not my favorite Fincher movie. Definitely not. But definitely one of my favorite movies that I saw in 2020. Uh, Lee Isaac Chung. So happy to see Lee Isaac Chung here for Minari. Minari is beautiful. It's great. Um, just a really heartfelt and intimate portrait of this Korean family who lives in Kansas and they are building a farm. And it's just, it's really beautiful. Same thing with Nomadland. Chloe Zhao, so happy that we have two female directors here. About fucking time that we have more than one every year. Um, Not even every year, but just one at a time, basically. Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, Nomadland. One of my favorite movies of the year. I know I keep saying this, but um, Nomadland was great. I love Nomadland. Um, An easy watch, a brisk hour 45, and it's emotionally beautiful. Um, Emerald Fennell. Um, probably most known for playing Camilla. If you are a Crown fan, she plays Camilla. Um, she's nominated for Promising Young Woman, a film that I feel like is very divisive, but also very hip. Um, so it's great to see Emerald Fennell here. I enjoyed Promising Young Woman, for the record. Uh, Riz Ahmed is nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role. We have Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Love Sound of Metal. Um, Riz Ahmed's performance. I feel like he would probably be the... Front runner, if it were not for Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, who is nominated and almost guaranteed to win, um, as he should. That is an it's an amazing performance. The movie itself is good. I wouldn't say that it's amazing. Um, it's very much a play adapted for the screen. 
And you feel that. Same thing with One Night in Miami. I know that that was um, a film that people were expecting to see uh, get a lot of nominations, especially for Regina King, since it was her directorial debut. But I have to say that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and One Night in Miami, I enjoyed both of them as I was watching it. Didn't really think about them once I left my home theater, which is my basement. Um, And not because they're not good or because they don't have interesting things to say and the performances were all great in it. Um... But just because it very much feels like a play adapted to a film, um, you feel the play machinations just working themselves out. Um, and it's, I don't, it's not that it didn't work for me. It's just that it left me kind of like, oh, that was good. Moving on. Um, Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Where can I watch The Father? Somebody please tell me where I can watch The Father. I'm dying to see The Father. And... Uh, once I do, then, uh, you know, maybe maybe my opinion of Riz Ahmed being in that number two slot will change. Uh, Gary Oldman for Mank, sure. Gary Oldman, not, you know, not my favorite part of Mank. Amanda Seyfried, absolutely my favorite part of Mank, but fine. Uh, Steven Yoon for Minari, yes, love, great, amazing. Uh, his role in Minari is just one of the most lived-in performances that I've seen. Best Actress in a Leading Role, you got Viola Davis from Ma Rainey. Great. Andra Day for United States versus Billie Holiday. Uh, I will say United States versus Billie Holiday, one of my least favorite out of the films that I saw this year. Um, I thought the performance of Andra Day was great. I think the movie is a little all over the place as far as a biopic. Um, I also think that it suffers from actually the title and the marketing. It makes it seem like it's going to be this big thing about how the United States government is out to get Billie Holiday um, because of her song Strange Fruit, which does play a role in the film, but it's not the central of the role. It's really a biopic, which I did not go into the movie thinking it was. Maybe that's my bad, but um, yeah. Uh, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. I have not seen this film yet. I know it's on Netflix. Um, It's about a woman who loses her baby, and I just feel like I am not in the emotional state to see it yet, but I will see it before... um, the Oscars. Francis McDormand, Nomadland, amazing performance. Francis, always reliable. Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. I would love for Carrie Mulligan to win for Promising Young Woman, um, just because I think that this is probably the best chance for for Promising Young Woman to win. Um, and I thought Carrie, Mar- Carrie Mulligan was great in Promising Young Woman. Um, so we'll see. Best Supporting Actor, Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of Chicago 7. Okay, guys, let's talk about Trial of Chicago 7. Um, I feel like the only reason that it's here is because people think that's topical and, uh, because it's Aaron Sorkin. I think the movie itself is fine. I think it's a good movie. It does what it's supposed to do. Is it the best of the year? Absolutely not. Um, I honestly forgot about Trial of Chicago 7 and that it even came out this year. Um, but Sasha Baron Cohen was very good in it. Daniel Kalula, um, for Judas and the Black Messiah, one of my favorites, and... I think that he's absolutely going to win. Moving on to Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Yeah, I, I could have seen saw that coming, absolutely. Um, I thought he was very good in it. Um, and it's great to just see, like, I mean, look at all of this this representation and this diversity. It's amazing. Um, again, why I think that this year's nominees, much like last year's, um, are some of the best. Uh, Paul Rashi, uh, or Racky for Sound of Metal. So happy that he's in. His performance, I wish, wish, wish that he was higher on people's lists. I thought his performance in Sound of Metal um, was one of the best, oh my god, who is this person? I want to see them in everything uh, type of performances. And then Lakeith Stanfeld 
for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I still think Daniel's going to win, but I'm so happy to see Lakeith here. I loved him in Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay, Best Actress in a Supporting Role. You have Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film. Guys, I really don't want to watch Borat 2, but I guess I have to watch Borat 2. What the fuck? Why do I have to watch Borat 2? That's all I have to say about that. Um, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy. Again, don't want to watch Hillbilly Elegy. I guess I have to watch Hillbilly Elegy. What the fuck? Uh, happy for Olivia, Olivia Coleman for the father, but, uh, I, I had, I've heard nothing about her in this movie. It's always just been Anthony Hopkins, so I'm confused. Um, but happy for Olivia Coleman to be at another award show. Love that. Um, remember early on, Amanda Seyfried was the front, front runner to win Best Supporting Actress Oscar for Mank. Um, one of my favorite performances of the year, her Marion Davies I could watch forever. Spin off, spin her off into her own film. Um, and I really want her to win, but I just don't know. I feel like she's fallen so far in the rankings of being actually the winner, and that's sad to me. Um, Yu Jung Yoon uh, for Minari. Uh, she plays the grandmother. Incredible. Again, another one of these performances where I've never seen anything that this um, actress has done, and then I saw it, and I was like, wow, give me every movie with her in it, because it was so fucking good. Okay, and then just quickly rounding out, we have Best Picture, and these are great Best Picture nominees, I'm going to say. The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. The only movie I have not seen, like I said, is The Father, um, because I cannot find it anywhere. Where can I find it? Again, someone please tell me. Do think that Nomadland has a little bit of an edge here, but... I don't know. I could definitely see a promising young young woman moment just because uh, it is a little bit divisive and it is a little bit more hip and it is a little bit more uh, in your face and colorful and exciting and poppy. Um, also could see a Minari situation where it sneaks up from behind. Um, I think these are all really, really great nominations. Almost all of these made my list of my favorite movies of the year. So, so excited to see all of these nominees. And I'm just excited, guys, that we are finally getting the Oscars after it was postponed literally months. It was supposed to be in February. Now it's going to be in April. Steven Soderbergh is, like, producing the telecast, which is crazy. It's going to take place half at the Dolby Theater, half at Union Station, so that kind of like a Grammy situation, people can be in attendance um, and, like, still maintain social distancing. I just think it's really exciting that we're finally going to get an Oscar ceremony. We're finally going to get the big award ceremony. Um, and it's even crazier because it's when this, uh, Oscar ceremony is ending. It's basically, we have only a couple months off until we're going to be talking about the next award cycle. Um, everything is just crazy. And, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes and who wins. I feel like it could really be anyone's game and best picture. And that's really exciting. Um, also exciting. Like I said, it's just these nominees in general, uh, really great nominees. Very happy with everything. Uh, was did not was not disappointed honestly with any any of the any of the nominees or anything I thought should have been there and then were left out. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for right now. Make sure you check out our full episode coming on Friday. Uh, we are continuing our month of scam movies and scammer movies. And it's a really exciting one. It's a it's a it's one that you probably know, one that you maybe have seen, and uh, I think it's a it's a good episode. It's a lot of fun. So make sure you check that out. And as always, rate, subscribe, review, and 
follow along as as we have i think it's like 38 days or something until the oscars and uh yeah cheers <laughs>